welcome back again to another episode of The Kingdom Hearts Presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts. We are still working our way through Kingdom Hearts Key, and today we are looking at, believe it or not, mostly the end of the Dwarf Woodland section of the game. Not to put too much of a spoiler on it. We are looking at four different cutscenes today, and they are An Evil Plan, Threat of Darkness, the Poisoned Apple and Hearts Connected. All four of these are in the Dwarf Woodland section, of course. So let's go ahead and get started. So we teleport back into Dwarf Woodlands and we are talking to Doc and he says, it's, thank goodness you're here. We're in a bit of a spot. Dopey lost the key to the mine. I'm wondering why you let Dopey carry the key in the first place. I mean, he's named Dopey for crying out loud. Probably not the most trustworthy person to trust the key with. Grumpy thinks he probably dropped it on the way home, so a uh, key player goes and helps the uh, the dwarves find it. Of course, all that means to us, the player, is defeat all the Heartless on the screen, and then we'll continue. And here's where we hit our first cutscene that's in theater mode, and once again, we are with the Evil Queen and the Magic Mirror. She is once again asking Magic Mirror who the fairest one of all, because she believes because uh, that Snow White is dead because the Huntsman brought her proof of that. Magic Mirror still says, I don't know what to tell you, basically. I'm still sensing Snow White, so uh, I think you might have been stabbed in the back there, uh, Queenie. Her thoughts are basically, if you want, in order to get anything done right, you got to do it yourself. So she says, well, I'm going to disguise myself in such a way that no one will be able to suspect it's me. I'll turn my beauty into an ugliness, and I will find a way to take care of Snow White that way. Granted, if you know the story of Snow White, you probably know what's about to happen because we are very much now focused right where the movie is and right where most people know the story is going. So let's continue. We meet back up with the queen and her old hag, granny hag, whatever you call this form. You know, the form that she uses to actually kill Snow White. And the thing is with this art style, despite the fact she is, you know, the, she's recognizable as the ugly old hag from the, uh, from the, from the, from the movie. She's still kind of cute in the way that all the characters in this game are cute. But yeah, she apparently has a poison apple that when she gives it to uh, Snow White will cause her to will cause her breath to still and her blood to congeal, which I think we would define as it will kill her. We expect it's a poison apple. But as if you know the story, you know, that's not quite how this is going to go and only love's first kiss as they say it here will awaken her from her slumber but she's not exactly worried about that happening which shows you how kind of weak sauce she is as a villain because she's not worried at all something strange is going to happen i mean she was spying way back at the beginning of this game she was spying on Snow White meeting the prince for the first time, so unless she knows full well where the prince is, and that he's not going to come look walking into this forest, her plans could be, you know, upset pretty easy. But either way, she now heads towards deeper into the forest looking for the cottage of the seven dwarves. Well, now that we jump back to the dwarves, and now that they are in the mine, they're getting back to work, and we're told, hey, while you we're working here, can you go check on Snow White? I'm thinking, okay, fine, good. Someone's actually thinking straight here. So we run back. Key player runs back to talk to Snow White. Snow White decides it being a beautiful day and all that she's going to collect some wood for the fireplace. So we decide, Key player decides to protect Snow White from the Heartless as she gathers firewood. 
Apparently, this must have taken a good part of the day because she realizes after you know, after we have helped defeat the Heartless and she's gathered all the firewood she needs, she says, oh, I need to go start on supper. The men will be hungry when they get here. What time is it? And how long have they been at work? And they're about to come home. And so you need to get supper started. That's you spent an awful long time, Snow White, gathering firewood. That's all I'm saying. And I didn't see you with an axe cutting some up either. And we didn't cut any up, so you literally were just, I guess, picking up wood off the ground. Still, that's an awful lot of... That That took you an awful long time. Later, Snow White is realizing that the doors are very late, and now she's afraid they got attacked by a monster. She asks us to run to the mine and see, make sure they're okay, and I guess remind them that, hey, dinner's about to be on the table, we might want to get home. Apparently, the dwarves didn't get attacked by a monster, or at least, if they did, this was cut out of the playthrough I'm watching. They were apparently, though, trapped in the mine, but yet we were able to catch up to them without much issue, it appears. Why couldn't the dwarves go out the same way we just came in? That's my question. Ah, there are monsters in their path. Why can't you just follow Key Player out of the mine? Because he got here without much trouble. And we are now starting the uh, second uh, cutscene where we have gotten the dwarves out of the mine. And they're thanking us, and they're about to go head home, and uh, we're going to follow because we kind of need to know what's going on. But we do actually leave ahead of them, and as we come out of the cave, there's Chirithi waiting for us. Chirithi says, it's terrible, it's horrible. Darkness has the princess. I'm thinking, okay, so Snow White is in trouble, of course. We need to go save her, but apparently this doesn't get through to Key Player. In a hurry, Chirithi says, I can't explain it, I gotta go, and he teleports off. Meanwhile, the dwarves start running out, and they have some interesting news that I would love to know how they know. Somehow, the seven dwarves know that the old queen has gotten old Snow White. I would like to know how they know this, because I don't think they could see Chirithi, because they were not on screen while Chirithi was here. And I assume that we're at least a good 15-20 minute walk from between the cottage and the mine. So how do they know that Chirithi, that, that Snow White is being is being uh, attacked by the queen? Especially since the queen's in disguise as an old hag. How do they know this? I don't know, but let's continue. After we leave the scene, though, Chirithi just teleports back in for no understandable reason. I wonder if that will make sense ever, because this is the second time he's done this. Anyway, let's continue back at the dwarves' cottage. Sometime in the intervening scenes, uh, the old the witch, at, disguised as the old hag, has at least talked to Snow White, and they've been very friendly with each other. You know, because Snow White's just a nice person; she's trying to be kind. And uh, calling herself Granny, the uh, the old the the the, uh, the queen says, you know, since you've been so nice here, I'm going to give you an apple, but it's not an ordinary apple; it's a magic wishing apple. If you eat the apple, all your dreams will come true. So, you know, think about it, about what you want. Now, this is still part of that last cutscene. Just want to point that out. I'm saying that because here in a second, there's going to be what I would describe as an odd cut. But we'll get there. Literally, the next cutscene starts immediately as the other one ends. There's nothing in between. And I'm kind of curious what the reasoning is they had to make this cut so strange like this. I don't know if maybe there was some play gameplay that was in between here, which wouldn't make a lot of sense or what, but literally it's like an immediate cut and the scene is continuing right where it left off. And literally it's the witch 
trying to get Snow White to eat the apple. She hands the apple to Snow White and tells her to make her wish. And Snow White says her wish is that the one that she loves will uh, come and carry her away from here and take her to her ca- to his castle where they will live happily ever after. And then, as Snow White takes a bite of the apple, the screen fades to black. But then it immediately fades back to essentially the same scene, essentially a second later, and Snow White is now off screen while the while the, the old the queen as the as the hag is on the left side of the screen. And I'm guessing it's because they didn't want to animate this, but uh, literally Snow White is succumbing to the poison. And I, I don't think they showed this part in the movie either. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but uh, she's succumbing to it, and the witch is pretty much describing what's happening, t- saying. Her breath's growing still, her blood's congealing, and now she believes she's the fairest in the land. Now, a nice bit of animation here is obviously at the point where Snow White has fallen, even though she's off screen, we do see the apple fall on you know, onto the screen, because obviously Snow White is just right off screen, and it kind of bounces to give you an idea. It's like, yep, she's gone. So, And then, of course, the, the, the hag is happy. So, yeah. As the hag leaves the cottage... The seven dwarfs plus key player show back up to stop her, but uh, she's able to escape before they have a chance to actually stop her, mostly because she distracted them by some heartless that key player now has to defeat. Uh, after defeating those heartless, presumably, uh, Grumpy yells, she ran to the dark forest after her, and we enter another little area where basically we have the key player has to work his way up to where the, ha- the hag is, defeating all the heartless along the way. As we catch up to the witch, a uh, a new heartless appears, the boss heartless that literally looks like the witch with a crown. If she was a big giant heartless that was throwing apple heartless bombs at key player, but uh, we defeat that one and the story continues. We enter the last cutscene of the of the pl- of today's episode as key player and the seven doors confront the witch at the top of the mountain. Uh, as they get there, though, the queen, the, the witch, uh, runs off to the side off screen, to which our heroes give chase. We catch back up to the queen, and she is trying to dislodge a giant boulder to squish us all. However, a bolt of lightning hits, and the side of the mountain crumbles, and she falls her doom with the boulder she was going to squish us with, following right behind her. The screen scrolls down as it fades to black, pretty much saying, yeah, she did. Screen comes back up, and we see the seven dwarves with their hats with with having taken their hats off in respect for uh Snow White who is laying in a gla- in the glass coffin with the words of course Snow White stamped on the side they're sad it's a sad moment for them they don't know if there's going to be any hope the screen uh pans over to key player and Cheerthy comes comes up and says luckily she wasn't lost to the darkness but uh there's not much we can do cuz you don't quite have the power to bring her back which Actually kind of makes a lot of sense. We're not her true love. Cherithy sees someone coming up and uh, notices it's the prince and teleports away before the prince. All of a sudden, for no apparent reason, the uh, lid of the coffin has just disappeared. It was there before. It is gone now. But either way, he's coming up to actually do the deed we've been waiting probably since the beginning of the game for him to do. Oh, you two for crying out loud. Go get a room. So yes, folks, Jacob has popped in for just a couple minutes. Hello. But uh, yeah, uh. He finally gives her a kiss. She wakes up. Everyone's happy. Camera pans over to Key Player and Cherithy and says, well, 
all's well that ends well. They, they, their hearts must have been connected. That's why he knew when to show up at the right time. Surely it wasn't plot convenience. Uh, I True say, love. Yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, we this actually finally brings us to the end of Dwarf Woodlands. There is actually one other scene left in this category if you're looking in theater mode, but it does not come for a very long time. What I've noted is that all of these uh, worlds here in the beginning of the game that we've done, which is Dwarf Woodlands, Agrabah, Wonderland, and uh, it looks like Olympus Coliseum all have a reunion section that happens after the big event, we'll say. So uh, we will come back to the, we will be this, we will not, we're not completely done with Dwarf Woodlands. For this game, and certainly we do have another game where we will return here to Dwarf Woodlands and kind of experience the same story, if we're being honest. But we'll get there when we get there. I do want to talk about some what I am liking about what just this particular set of scenes. Up until this point, the scenes have been very almost utilitarian. There's not been a really a whole lot of animation in the cutscenes. Usually it's like people are talking and word balloons pop up and maybe they'll hand stuff to each other or maybe there'll be a little bit of animation but literally the whole scene with the uh with the with them attacking the dark uh, the the queen after she's while she's the hag and all the whole stuff with her giving the apple to snow white i thought was done very well i'm if this is the kind of if they can stick to this moving forward in the game i can kind of forgive the slow parts we had at the beginning where obviously we were still in the, we want to make you pay all, for all the uh, microtransactions <laughs> that we, that are going to keep this game afloat. And now we're finally getting into what feels like we're finally getting into actual work and passion finally showing up in this game. But anyway, that's going to be for me for now. Uh, join us next time as we're going to be in Olympus Coliseum for a good long time. Maybe three or four episodes in a row. We're, we're going to be there or in other places connected to Olympus Coliseum. More on that in a minute, in, in, uh, next time. But in the meantime, this is Drew, and uh, I'll catch you in the next frame. The Cellcast is a member of the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information about shows in those networks, please check the links in the description. The Cellcast presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts as a production of the Cellcast podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell, on Facebook at the Cellcast, on Twitch at the Cellcast Gaming, and you can email us at the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com or visit us on our webpage at thecellcast.podbean.com. Our theme music is Trinity by Tyler Spirian and is a remix of the song Dearly Beloved by Yoko Shimamura from the franchise Kingdom Hearts. The Cellcast Podcast has no affiliation with Square Enix, Disney, or for that matter, anyone else connected to the Kingdom Hearts franchise. The Cellcast Presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts is a fan production, and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. Kingdom Hearts is owned by both Disney and Square Enix. This podcast also is not intended to be a replacement for playing the games. Please go and play them yourself.